0: This is Linux Reality, episode 27.5, Listener Feedback. Hey, everybody, this is your host, Chess Griffin. Got a little surprise for you. Thought I'd do a little extra episode. This is going to be just sort of listener Q&A and tips and just, you know, a little short and sweet episode. This is going to be an extra episode. It's not going to replace the regular one, so... Uh, you know, usually I've been releasing these episodes, uh, you know, the regular episodes on Wednesdays of each week, and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so this coming week, I will still have regular episode 28, but, you know, uh, I got some really interesting feedback and questions, and I'm still tweaking with my audio stuff, and I realized in that last episode I spoke a little too quietly, so I do apologize for that. I'm going to try to improve that, so that's, you know, part of my hidden agenda, I guess, for releasing this this sort of supplementary episode, but... But really, I just wanted to give back to you guys and and play some of your feedback and answer some questions and got a few tips here. So let's get started.
1: Um, Message for you, sir.
2: Hey, Jeff. I'm calling um, after Windows Network or Windows Application Public Linux, episode 27. Um, Just a quick little comment on what you said. You didn't, didn't think VMware was able for Macintosh and tech. I think it was last week at uh, the world, right before the Worldwide Developer Conference, they announced that they were going to start developing a Mac version. So, ah, cool. It is Mac. Um, and as for emulators, I was, I recently came across a very useful one ca- um, called QEMU. Yep. It's built for Linux and Mac. I know um, the Mac one uses its own GUI, the Linux one I believe uses a KDE GUI. Um, I've been having some problems installing it on my Linux box, with Ubuntu, but I'm going to try something like Red Hat and see where I can get with that. But um at least on the Mac it's been a great experience. I can I have all my ISOs, uh, all my Linux C D images stored on my Mac and I can just go over, plug one into this emulator, launch it and I've got an emulated version of Linux running if I have my Linux box and doing something more for some reason I don't have a actual burned copy of C D but it's very handy. Uh anyway, I've been very happy with the show and keep on going
0: very cool thank you so much um that's a, a great feedback there uh let's see about qemu yeah i purposefully did not mention that just because in my experience it's just a little too slow it, there's a patch out there i think i think it patches the kernel i don't remember but it you know i've got it and it's and i've got a few distributions installed using qemu and you know it's nice because it's free and you can usually get a package for your distribution but I don't know in my mind, it just wasn't quite ready for prime time, and so that was really the main reason I did not mention it but but you're right it is an option, and so for folks who uh, are interested in virtualization, I would definitely check that out check that out as well in addition to all the stuff we you know I mentioned in the uh, last episode and that's good to know about vmware and and uh map uh apple so Thanks for much. Thanks very much. I did not know that at all. So very cool. Let's see. I got an email here from Jeff, and Jeff says, "Uh, Chess, I'm a new listener of your podcast, and I find it very helpful and enjoyable. Uh, He asked to uh, order one of those archive CDs. But he goes on to say, Thank you for all your hard work. Your recent episodes on networking and WIN programs on Linux have been very helpful. I'm currently working on sharing printers and files, which is something up to this point has not worked for me. I will be sitting down with episodes 25 and 26 this weekend. I'm also trying to migrate my gaming children over to Linux with the help of Sodega, a small price to pay. Thanks again, Jeff from Edmonton, Alberta. And then he wrote, that's in Canada. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, I know. Uh, thanks for that email, Jeff. That's, that's really cool to hear, and I'm glad that uh, it's working really well. Um, you know, check out those two episodes and feel free to post in the forums if you have any questions. The networking stuff is kind of hard sometimes, but... I think, you know, with some work, it can be done. And, you know, speaking of, the, of those Samba episodes, a couple of people asked me to, um, you know, uh, try to mention GUI programs where I can for some of this stuff rather than the command line stuff. So... What I thought I'd do is I was going to do an episode on this, but there's a program called Webmin. And what made me think of it recently was the Linux Link Tech Show guys just interviewed the developer of Webmin just this past week. So listen to that show if you haven't uh, um, and if you don't know that much about Webmin. It was a really interesting interview. But Webmin is basically a um, web-based network administration tool. Well, it does a whole lot. Basically, it's it's a web tool. Uh, that you install local server and you, so you would just go to like, you know, localhost 10,000 in your browser. I think it is to access the Webmin interface and you can configure users and groups and Samba and Cups and Cron and all sorts of stuff that, that, uh, that you would otherwise have to do by hand. So that is a, a handy tool. And like I said, I think I will do an episode on that. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, let's see. And uh, got an email here from Luis, and he says, Chess, I've installed Ubuntu partitioned right, and the bootloader's working fine. Is there a way to have Windows as my first option in the bootloader? Great show. Thanks for keeping us up to date with Linux Reality. Regards, Luis. Well, Luis, yes, um, there might be a couple of ways. One way I'm thinking of is you can go into the uh, Grub's. Uh, menu file it's it's usually in slash boot slash grub slash menu dot LST, and that's the little text file that lists uh the sort of the grub you know stanzas if you will and i think what you can do i've never really done this actually now that i think about it but you can just go in there and, and copy and paste and move the stanzas make sure you keep them intact and the one tricky thing, at least with Debian-based systems, is that, um, and it's probably the same with Ubuntu, is that that program, that menu.lst file, is subject to be automatically modified by the system whenever there's a new kernel. So. I would be careful. I would definitely back up that file for sure before you do anything to it, but you might want to try uh, backing it up and then going in and editing that file as root, as, you know, sudo nano, and then edit, you know, entering that, that file name and just move this, the Windows stanza above the, the Ubuntu stanza, and that would give you Windows first. There's probably another way to do this. I've never really looked into it, but there might be a, a, an option within Grub where you can set, you know, the order of the of the boot stanzas. So, uh, but anyway, that's, that's one idea. So, uh, let's see, I got a couple of listener tips. I wanted to fit into this little mini episode. So let's check those out now.
2: To start, press any key. Where's the any key? I see Esk, Kataro, and up. There doesn't seem to be any any key.
3: Hi, Chad. This is Connor from Maryland. And I wanted to share a few listener tips for you or to you um whatever um okay um first thing i'm actually using Skype to call you right now and until the end of 2006 they allow you to call any phone in the united states in canada for free if you live in the united states
1: yeah, that's so right. i just thought
3: that that might be free Skype. a good idea in case anybody wants to use a voicemail. my other tip is to um use the man pages in linux because a lot of people overlook the fact that there's a lot of documentation included with the actual programs, and you can access it on the command line by typing M-A-N and then the name of the program. Bye, and I really enjoy your podcast, and I'm sure a lot of other people do, too.
0: Cool. Well, thanks, Connor. That's a great tip. Uh, first of all, thanks for the Skype tip. Yes, yeah, you're right. I think Skype has free call-out, uh, so you can call any number. I guess, I think you said in the U.S. or Canada, I don't really do Skype that much. I, in fact, I've just kind of played around with it, never really never really done that much with Skype. so. But I think there's a way you can set it up so you can call out to a regular landline. And I guess normally they charge for that, but through the end of the year it's free to, to landline phone numbers. So you're right. People can use Skype to leave a voicemail. And the man page tip is an excellent one, and you're exactly right. What you can do in a terminal is type man and then the name of the command or, or whatever. So you can do like man space ls, and that will give you the man page on the ls command. Man pages are a little tricky to read if you're not kind of used to the way they're set up. But, you know, as you read them, you will probably get more used to them. You just, when you're in the man page, just use page up, page down to scroll back and forth, and then Q uh, will exit. But, uh, you know, and, and sometimes you see people complain that, uh, you know, experienced Linux users, tell new users just to read the man page instead of trying to help. And that was really the main reason I didn't really mention that before. I was trying to help in a different way. But, Connor, I'm glad you brought it up now because that's probably a really good tip, and uh, hopefully people will enjoy that. Thanks, Connor.
1: Hi, Jess. This is TrueVox again. Um, I actually wanted to call in with a fairly short but helpful little tip uh, for anyone new to Linux. It's actually a website resource called QNU, Uh that's Q is in queen UNU dot u, com. And uh basically what it is is a direct expert to user service. Um the experts are all volunteers and it is upon the open source Jabber network architecture, which to me, is a fairly impressive way to do it, because it allows the experts to not have any particular inconvenience. They don't have to keep a whole separate app open. A lot of them would probably be keeping their Instant Messenger open anyway. So it actually works out very well in that respect. But it's through QNU, actually, that I resolved some of the issues I had last time I called with wireless. I ended up simply getting out an old uh, uh, Linksys wireless card that my fiancé had uh, discarded after purchasing a newer Belkin and using that as opposed to my integrated Broadcom. So it's a little clunkier, but, hey, it actually works without NDIS wrapper or Linux. And, but in any event, anyone having any trouble, any questions, I highly recommend the qnu service. Once again, that's www.qunu.com. Thank you very much for your time. This is
0: Truvox signing out. Excellent. Well, thanks so much. Good tip. Good tip. I sure do appreciate that, and I appreciate all the other uh, emails and voicemails that I got. I got several others, and so I'm going to save some, you know, for the regular episode next week. But I thought you guys might enjoy this uh, little extra tip or extra little segment. So thanks again, everybody, and it's time to wrap it up. Well, whoop, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, like I said, this just a little extra uh, show. I thought you guys might like it. I had, had a lot of good tips, a lot of good feedback there. But I wanted to get out to you guys and give you uh, you know something to enjoy over the weekend. So stay tuned for the next episode. It will be 28 uh, coming out next week. Still slightly undecided on what to do. Got a few ideas, so just kind of hang loose and stay tuned and stay subscribed. Uh, if you haven't uh, put your name on the Frapper map, please do that. And also, please do check out the forums. We really are having some good discussions over there. So I look forward to seeing you guys there. Y'all have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye.